0: Long
1: Talk Radio. Aloha, welcome to Talking Pictures. Tonight is another film festival that we get to discuss, another pre- uh, preview and review of a uh, film from the Seattle International Film Festival. We've had our friend, reporter, uh, guest, reviewer, she's been on multiple times. You can go into the archives and check out, uh, she did a great review of The Martian with Matt Damon. And uh, we had her on to discuss the Oscars after the Oscars happened. Uh, Really knowledgeable film buff. And that was one of the goals of the show um, as we get into discussing the Seattle International Film Festival was to not just make the show about film business people or film lovers, It was to have it, or no, it was to be about film lovers, and no matter where you live, no matter what you do, it was just about that joy that the movies give us. So it's been really cool because we're coming up on our 100th episode, and if schedules come through properly, we're going to have students, we're going to have female, male, Uh, directors, producers, crew. Um, We're going to have people that run film festivals. We're going to have people who have films playing major festivals right now in Los Angeles, New York City. Um, Again, this is a a review and preview for the Seattle International Film Festival. But we had to just let you guys know um, our gratitude that we give to the Seattle International Film Festival because it connects the dots. Um, I went to film school in Vancouver, so it's very cool to be able to uh, have a reporter up there um, and stay attached to the Pacific Northwest. I'm from Hawaii, so taking the love of film everywhere is great. So um, tonight I'm excited because uh, Erin just loves movies, and so she's going to surprise us with what she saw, and she's calling in right now, so let me bring her on the air. Welcome, Erin. Are you with us?
0: Yes, I am. Aloha, Paul. How are you?
1: Aloha. I'm fantastic. You know me. I'm always in the mood to talk movies, so it's a glorious (laughs) evening. So, Seattle International Film Festival, how's it going up there?
0: So there's tons and tons of stuff going on. Not quite as much in the South End where I am, um, but they've got. Uh, um, I'm not going to be home this one weekend, but I wish I was because there's going to be this um, huge tribute to Vito, Vito Morganson. So they're showing. Uh, uh, they're doing. Uh, they're doing a lot of things. They're doing his old movie Eastern Promises. They're showing Lord of the Rings. They're showing. A walk on the moon with Diane Lane and and Anna Paquin, but they're uh, doing um, they're showing his new movie. I don't know if you've heard about it it's called Captain Fantastic. Oh no. And it's uh, oh yeah, it's, I, I saw I saw a trailer for uh, whatever I went to see. It's it's an interesting role for him. It's about a family of about five or six kids and he and his wife or partner. They're like really living off the grid. Like the kids are homeschooled and almost to the point where they're uh, socially uh, stunted because they're so off the grid, and uh, and then extremely unconventional, and then uh, the mother, his wife or whoever, and it's 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 mostly Washington State, so she ends up getting very ill and uh, dying, and he, so you know CPS wants to get involved and everybody wants to get involved about is he is this lifestyle that he and his wife chose and worked for very hard um, what's is what's best for these children um, you know because it, it it was it is a little different um, but it was just really nice to uh to see them kind of play something a little bit different uh, but it's interesting because when I saw the trailer you know you see the kids out in the real world and you know kind of, and they're like wow it, it was it was almost like they were time traveling because they were they had just but they had a great life, I and mean, the kids obviously you don't know. You don't know if you're missing something because we've never had it. So the kids just had this very, you know, peaceful life at this great family and they, they farmed and they, they, you know, they did a lot of hiking and they did some arts and they played instruments. So it was this really great, fulfilled life for them. You know, society nowadays would probably look at them and say, but the kids aren't in school and your son's hair is too long and, and your other son, you know, walks around in a Halloween costume and you, you got to stop that kind of stuff. But uh, his wife is Captain Han. The redhead that was in, um, oh, what was that show? Um, you'd know her. She's a redhead. She she was in like, uh, ten ten days to lose a to lose a guy, and I mean she always uh, plays like somebody's. Uh, yes, yeah, she always plays somebody's goofy girlfriend or next to her neighbor or something. So she plays his wife, and Steve Zahn's in it, and uh, Frank Langella. I'm assuming Frank Langella is probably one of the adults' parents, probably Vita Morgan's dad or his his wife's dad. But it looks really good, so they're showing that on Saturday, June 11th at 1:30 at the Egyptian, and then they're showing it again on Sunday, the 12th at the Cinema at the Uptown Cinema, uh, both in Seattle. Uh, Both uh, the Saturday one, eleven is at 1:30, and this Sunday one on the 12th is at 2:30. But uh, Uh, the Cinema and the Uptown, the Egyptian and the Uptown Cinema, that they're pretty much the core of where these movies are being shown. That's where the majority of these movies are being shown.
1: Oh, and Franklin Jayla, he's so, um, for those of you, uh, that don't know him offhand, he was so fantastic as Richard Nixon and Frost Nixon back in 2009. Of course, he was nominated for an Oscar and lost to Sean Penn playing Harvey Milk. Um, but that yeah. always for me when I saw, um, cause I think when you mentioned, when you just mentioned a film about generations, we definitely won't get into a Richard Nixon discussion, but of course every generation has a different opinion. And I thought that was such a great performance. Um, As I look on the website, I want to give a shout out to the website for uh, those of you that don't know, you can check this out. There is an amazing amount of stuff going on. As Aaron discussed last time, Um, you go to www.siff.net. And I like this. uh, Um, Festivals have little taglines. Light the SIF up. Um, have you? Uh, is what's the what's the mood of these different venues? I mean, I've I've only been to Seattle once, so. Well, when I
0: went to the when when I went to the first one, it was it was pre before the it was before the the CIF had started, so it was, it was basically it was like invite only, you know, press and stuff, and it was at a big. It at the big theater in downtown Seattle, the, the, the triplex, you know, at Pacific Place. Uh, but when I went to the one the other night at the IKEA Performing Arts Center, which is part of Renton High School, it's their, it's their pack in downtown Renton, uh, that was um, uh, like a really nice um, community theater auditorium where they probably do graduations and local concerts. So it didn't feel as much as like a movie theater. Um, it was really nice and, and uh, lots of chatting to people. Um, I meet a lot of people who are, uh, just get yearly passes from them. And it gets them in, so instead of paying $13 to see a movie, they pay about 7 and, uh, um And, like, well, I mean, she saw six movies in two days. I mean, she was retired and this was all, she just saw these movies, and she would just take the bus into Seattle and then she would, you know, take the light rail in and then take a bus up here and she would, they, she would just see all these movies. Uh, I, I think it's a little tough for people to work, uh, honestly. You know, to kind of do that because some of them are in are, are in the day. Uh, but this is this is just what she did. But she was loving it. We were talking about movies we had seen, and at the end of the one that I that I had just seen, we kind of looked at each other and just had this big X. We We're like, "Wow." That was pretty powerful because the way the way it's described, uh, and the way that it 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 was was uh, something came at you from a little bit out of left field. You're like, wow, I was not expecting this. I saw angry in, uh, Indian goddesses and, you know, the way that it's described, it talks about, it's a riotous and refreshing, honest, empowering female buddy comedy. So it was about all these women getting together for like a, a bachelorette party. So I was thinking, hmm, is this going to be like, you know, a hangover, but in India and, um, all the women had much different backgrounds, uh, and it ended up becoming a social commentary about India and the way that they, the way that women and marriage are treated. One of the women had been in an arranged marriage. One woman was a Bollywood actress, and and, and even though she was a good actress and could do fight scenes, they, all they wanted to do was, you know, just belly dance. So she was being treated very poorly. And uh, one woman was like a corporate, uh, a corporate person. People were, weren't taking her seriously, uh, and so it was really, really interesting um, how it was. And then something horrific happened, and, and you're just thinking, wow. So you know they're having this great, they're all they're all together for the week, and they don't really know it's a bathroom party. They're like, well, why are we all getting together? And then the one girl says she's getting married, and you're going to meet her. You're going to meet the person she's going to marry in a couple of days. So they're all, oh, God. I just want to, um, so they're all talking about, how are we going to meet this person? They're all just talking about, oh, where did we meet? And they're having this great life. And then you end up finding out that her, the person she's marrying is another female. So then they talk about how this has to be done on the down low because this is so inappropriate in India. And so they're really concerned about the trouble they could get in with the law, and they were having a very difficult time having somebody marry them. So they talk a lot about... Um, the way women are treated in India, and as women are just having, they're supposed to be having this great time, how they were constantly being sexually harassed. So it, it's, it, they're not cramming it down your throat, but, it's, but the social commentary is, is, a, is a very strong undercurrent of the show, of the movie. So it is kind of fun, they're drinking and telling stories, and then all of a sudden one of them decides she's going to walk down the beach at night and she gets gang raped and killed. And you're like, whoa, didn't see that coming kind of thing. And the oh, yeah. women are just.
1: That doesn't
0: sound yeah, like the heck. The women are just, yeah. The women are so angry that they kind of take things in their own hands. And, and then you hear them kind of saying, you know, uh, as the news reports going on that they found someone the gang rape, how prevalent rape is in India to women and how it, a lot of it goes so unreported or if it goes reported, it it's not really top concern. So, it was, you know, it's really kind of sad in this day and age that that kind of stuff. Um, is still happening. So it was was really great. And by the time it was over, I just had this big ex. I was like, okay, this was not the hangover, not even remotely close to the hangover. But it was just, and I'm sure these women were probably very big actresses in India, but I I didn't recognize any of them. But uh, it was was really uh, thought-provoking and beautifully shot and a little bit of a sisterhood kind of, you know, there was a lot of really fun bonding and talking and stuff. And one of the women was a single mom and she brought her daughter, but she was one who was a big corporate hustler. So the daughter kind of felt, you know, that she was out of, you know, her mom and she weren't connecting. So the daughter just took her cell phone and would take pictures and stuff. And that was the way that she, you know, kind of felt like she fit in. So it it was a lot of talking about, you know, female girlfriends, being a single mom, you know, lesbians, arranged marriages, a woman who has no desire to be married, but the pressure she gets. To get married. So it's really interesting, all the different takes on uh, on marriage.
1: Ah, uh, okay. Well, that's that's interesting because this it shows here that the this film actually played three times at the festival. It played at the SIFF uh, Cinema Uptown Festival, uh, Renton, IKEA, um, and then the Lincoln Square Cinemas. So it must have been obviously been a great film that they scheduled three screenings. And it comes from a director uh, that's well-known for his award-winning feature-length debut film, Samsara, which won a grand jury special mention at the AFI Festival, which that's really huge. So, um, uh, like you were saying, it was well-made and stuff. Like, I'm looking at a picture of it online here, and I would be thinking the same thing you were. I would be thinking Bachelor Party meets The Hangover meets Bridesmaids. And I mean, so,
0: um, to did you? I and mean, they call it a buddy comedy. It's like, um, not sure if I would have called that a comedy. Yeah, yeah. You, not sure. I how called do that you feel
1: as a, as a viewer, um, taking out the reporter side or bringing us the info? How do you feel as a viewer when the genre takes a swap?
0: When when I didn't hear you So when the genre takes a when,
1: when the genre takes a swap, like. Uh, like you said, you enjoyed the film and it was well made, but as a viewer, not as a reporter, um, how do you feel like when it, you know, the comedy becomes, you know, a dark thriller, you know, like, how does how does that feel?
0: I actually enjoyed it more. I mean, you know, because I thought, you know, comedies can be, you know, sure, they're really enjoyable and light and they kind of take you out of your day-to-day stuff, but, but this was very thought-provoking. It was educational. I mean, they, you know, because what they did is they were um, – as these women were kind of dealing with this friend's murder, you see the news report in the background. So that's where you heard the stats like, you know, every 20 minutes a woman is – so that's where you kind of heard this. Like I said, it was kind of – I wouldn't say it was subtle, but it wasn't like ramming it down your throat. But I actually enjoyed it because it made me think. And, you know, that's what good books and film and talking to people, that's what it's all about, is is, is maybe not necessarily agreeing with everybody, but making you think. And, you know, I've never been to India. I don't have any Indian friends. So I don't really know what how women are treated over there. You can read about it, but until you really see it. And, you know, the poor actress who just want to be taken seriously and they just want her to be a belly dancer, and that must be infuriating. Now, I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of actresses who are pretty are constantly being cast in roles of, well, you're just going to be the the TNA and you're just going to be the trophy wife. They're like, man, I, that's why a lot of these actors and actresses probably go to Broadway to go to just to you know get some acting because they can. They're not being cast pretty much by just on how they look. So right. but it was enjoyable, yeah. well, and I hope if, if people, it, it's not being shown anymore. It's done. So I'm hoping if people did see it that they really enjoyed it. The woman, uh, the woman next to me really enjoyed it. And there was a lot. There was a little bit of dead silence at the end, as people were kind of you know, kind of processing and when the when the woman was raped there's a lot of whoa in the audience like didn't see that coming kind of thing.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Well yeah I'm I, I have to say that I'm I I I love a good uh subversive film, whether whatever genre it masks itself as and I lean towards uh definitely towards social films and i definitely like when it's the the jabs here and there and not the big right hook or the soapbox preaching so this yeah this, yeah.
0: this was you not know, soapbox
1: yeah you know put, but i put, put this one on the list here cuz i'm sure this this one sounds like it's going to travel uh that's what's so great about covering so many festivals that uh and we see different films uh i saw some you know our phoenix reporter told me about some films and then they came through my town, and then another festival we were looking at had two of them. So it was like, it's nice to see these things getting around. Um, how, how are how are the crowds? Um, do you hear they're getting a well, good? Well, uh, I went.
0: I, I, the one I went to was Friday night at six, so you know that could be tough for people to getting there after work. But the theater was pretty was pretty full. The theater was pretty full. Um, and the one that I went to 11 in the morning before the festival even started the screening, that was, that was at a big theater and that was pretty full too. Yeah, that, that, that was pretty full. But there were, where, where I was at Ikea, at the Ikea Center, there weren't numerous movies being shown. This was the only one. So it's not like people are, there's just one facility. So it's not like at a big, you know, cinema complex where there's three different movies being shown. This was the only thing there. And um, there was something that came. There was something that uh, they came in after. So there were people. There were people waiting in line. But um, how long is is a normal feature film? How many minutes is a normal feature film?
1: Oh, the it, it's usually standard um, ninety to two hours. Um, it with indie films sometimes eighty minutes, because they know it'll tend to be a lower budget film. You'll see a lot of features okay. on. The- festival circuit that get down to 80 minutes or
0: um, Cause, cause this was 90 some minutes so it, it felt like it was a full length movie like you know when you think when you think film festivals you think of these shorts and these documentaries that are like 60 minutes but I thought man this seemed like this was a, a full full feature movie
1: yeah this had a this had a running time of an hour and 44 minutes so yeah that's a okay. it, it's kind of tough sometimes at festivals because you get a You get, um, you go into something and then it's like 47 minutes or you go into something and a filmmaker tries to do two hours and 10 minutes when he should have stopped at an hour and 35. So, but that's the beauty of it. I mean, it's, you know, uh, that's the cool thing about film festivals. Is there anything that you can tell us about that looks interesting that uh, you know you're going to miss that kind of like was on that
0: well, just yeah. that, that Vito Morganson one, but I, but that, but that's going to be I mean that because it's him, uh, that's going to be at, you know at your AMC and your Regals. It's not like this this is going to be something you're not going to be able to see, except at the film festival. Um, okay. And I'm trying to think of, of the other one. Um, the full, we talked last time about the folk hero and the funny guy, about the uh, the 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 uh, stand up comic. Who kind of goes on the road with the with the musician? And I was interested in that because it was Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn's son, and I was just kind of curious to see what kind of actor he might be.
1: Oh, interesting! But but
0: yeah, folk so hero yeah, and the that, funny guy.
1: That does um, that is, an, and because well, obviously, I mean, uh, not it's obviously something that we're not supposed to know as a public, in my opinion, but that uh, Kate Hudson. uh, Kurt Russell is not her biological father, but um, to grow up with your sister being Kate Hudson, and your mom and dad being Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell—that yeah. is interesting. Uh, like Rob Reiner and Penny Marshall had a daughter, and I thought that must be a really great filmmaker, <laughs> um, or she just avoided you. She's, she's an
0: actress. Um, I've, seen, I've seen her. I've seen her in a lot of movies.
1: Right, right. I mean, Penny Marshall yeah, is—I you know, I feel so. Um, I meet a lot of filmmakers and they're like, who? And they just think of her as the director of a league of their own. So um, that's what's cool about these uh, film festivals is, you know, hopefully we're seeing the next Penny Marshall with an actress or yeah. Yeah. a young director or, um, you know, I, I kind of feel like sometimes when I see films at festivals, you kind of know like 10 minutes, okay, this is going to be on DVD or this will be right. on demand um so
0: so what what does something have to do to get into a film festival what's the process of that
1: uh well to to get into a film festival yeah well basically is it, like, is um, it, is it is a lower budget well there's there's uh, you know there's festivals have changed so much over the years um some are uh just our basic application i mean that's usually the process and some festivals will only submit a final cut. Uh, will only look at a final version. Um, of course, now that their submissions are closed, um, I'm not seeing Seattle international's rules, but, um, some films want to see a trailer. Uh, some festivals obviously go on star power. Um, and some festivals just want short films or just want, uh, yeah. festivals for trailers. There's, um, I've i I've seen a filmmaker who's won some festivals for he made a really great trailer of his film and there's actually people that go and watch like a set of trailers. So um there's it's kind of like anything goes now, which is kinda of cool and how it should be, but usually it's just the basic like applying for college. Your 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 college application is your film and sometimes it's does it go with programming or not? And uh you know, my brief experience in the Pacific Northwest, I loved how cool the vibe is up there, so that's what immediately interested me in this festival. So to hear that they're uh putting something out there from India and that it also has a subversive nature to it is um fantastic. I mean uh I assume that's the more more mellow area or uh there's a
0: say? Chilled out area? Yeah. Because yeah, so for me, it's like, you know, all these big budget movies, they're going to have a lot of people promoting them. They're going to be have trailers of the real, and the big movie theaters. So I like these film festivals. So these fairly unknown, struggling, you know, can get, you know, not everybody can be a juggernaut and everybody can be a Spielberg or a Scorsese. So it's kind of nice to, to to get these movies out there where you normally might not ever get a chance to see them because at one time Spielberg was probably in a film festival, you know, not, you're not born as Scorsese, you know, you're not, you're not, you're not born these, these, these big uh, directors. So it's kind of nice to be able to have these and see, see these smaller budgets, a lot of unknown people. Uh, One of the things um, which I'm also not going to be around for is next Friday, and Saturday is the Mike Birbiglia a movie called Don't Think Twice. And for anybody who knows, Mike Birbiglia is a stand-up comic, uh, wrote a book called Sleep Walk With Me, and Keegan-Michael Key's in it. And it's basically about uh, um, um, behind the scenes of this improv, this struggling improv uh, comedy troupe, backstabbing and stuff like that. And that, that's uh, Friday night at 7. It's going to be at the Cinema Uptown. And Saturday night, the 11th, Saturday, the 11th at 11 a.m. is going to be at Pacific Place. The Pacific Place is that huge uh, complex in downtown Seattle. And that's where I saw my, my first movie. But I wish I was in town for that because I love my Perviglia We are big fans of him.
1: And that's called Don't Think Twice?
0: Don't Think Twice. Don't Think Twice.
1: Okay, yeah. And so you guys know, when you go to the SIF uh, website, you um, there's, it it looks like there's all kinds of stuff going on. It's, it said that Molly Shannon did a afternoon yeah, thing Molly there. Yeah, Sh-
0: Molly Yeah, yeah. Um, and then of course, if if uh, if anybody uh, and who doesn't, if you're a Kate Winslet uh, fan, her movie The Dressmaker is going to be Sunday the 12th at 6 p.m. at the Cinerama, which is the the, the big the theater that Paul Allenry did. And it's Kate Winslet and Liam Hemsworth and Judy Davis. So, uh, she's a 1950s dressmaker and she comes home from Paris. She goes back to her small Australian town and kind of, uh, she talks about righting the wrongs of, of her past and kind of turns the little area on their, on their toes, uh, fashion wise. And, uh, you know, I, I just finished watching Sense and Sensibility cause I love being my Kate Winslet. So that's, uh, that's Sunday at, uh, at, next Sunday at, at 6 PM. At the oh yeah. Kate, the Kate
1: Winslet's amazing. And, uh, um, I, so I love her Judy Davis, too. Leo, um, yeah. uh, but uh, I see here that that's um, for those of you who don't know, this festival kicked off on May 19th, so we're kind of smack dab in the middle of it and it goes till June 12th. So the dressmaker that Aaron just mentioned is the closing night gala. It says here screening on standby tickets may be available at the door. Uh, the director is scheduled to attend Um, it says it's the, the Cinerama is June 12th. And then it's also going to be playing, it says at 6.30 PM at Pacific place. So I guess, I'm sorry, you said Pacific place. So they're probably going to be running a side thing, which a lot of festivals do with a opening night film. So this is the first time I've ever seen with a closing night film where they have, uh, multiple, multiple venues or multiple screens. Um, and then it probably includes a party. Um, it says here party at Mohai, M-O-H-A-I. I I don't know. Obviously don't know what that is, but, um, have you, uh, did you get, are you going to get a chance to, uh, to check out anything else? Is there anything else that's going to be coming up? Uh,
0: Probably not. I've got rehearsal this week at night. And um, uh, uh, the the next two weekends I'm busy, so I, I might be able to sneak in something maybe uh, this weekend at night. But uh, next week, we're gonna we're gonna be down Ocean Shores. We're gonna be down ocean. Okay. I just well, wish I've... that there were more more movies down in the South End, as opposed to having having to go into because there's a lot of construction in Seattle and they've got the Mariners game. So I I just need to pick and choose when I'm going to try to head in so I can so I can. Uh, but you know if you live in Seattle, just grab the light rail. You know, it's just it's just coming in from the suburbs. I was talking about, but if you live in Seattle, take the light rail and take the bus, and you'll be good to go. Cause, and if also if you live in Seattle, a lot of those theaters within walking distance. It's just that I'm you know, I'm 40 minutes into the suburbs, so it's not quite the same uh, for okay. me.
1: Yeah, because I I was th- I was thinking of the festival the other day, because uh, I like the Angels and they were playing the Mariners last weekend or the weekend before, and I was thinking of the festival and. Um, really want to get back up there. So uh we we thank you, Aaron, for this uh for this coverage and these films that you brought us and will and definitely let me know uh if you get to see something else then we're definitely gonna get back on the air and That's review good. that. Um this was a cool thing that the Seattle International Film Festival let us do and we're gonna continue to mention them in some other episodes and um so yeah so again Aaron Thank you for your time on these episodes and this uh, thing. And hopefully, because I want you to have some fun and see another movie, we'll get you. We'll, we'll get you'll get to see another movie, and we'll get to do another episode. But if not, that's cool too.
0: Sounds good. Sounds good.
1: All right, you take Thanks care. Thank for having me on.
0: Aloha. aloha. Okay, aloha. To you too. Bye.
1: And that's great. It's always t- fun talking with Erin. and I'm, I'm sorry, I think she answered, asked me a question there while I said, Aloha. So my apologies, Aaron, um, these mics, uh, we sometimes hear the guests uh, two seconds behind um, or before us, whatever it is. And so I apologize. And so again, Seattle international film festival, Sarah and your press team, you are helpful. And as I said, we hope we're going to get to see another film or two. We will definitely get the episode up and, uh, d- and done for that. Um, for all our talking pictures, fans, and listeners, it's our pleasure. We get so excited doing this. This was the first time where I didn't bumble words or... Anyways, thank you so much. Aloha from Southern California to the Pacific Northwest. Take care, have a great night, and as always, make sure and watch a good movie.